Orgasmic Enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. How to attract a partner. So I'm coming to you today from my balcony overlooking the ocean and so you might hear some occasional ocean wave sounds and maybe the occasional holler of someone catching a really good wave but otherwise um good well it's good morning for me so this topic is one that we a question we get asked a lot why can't I meet someone amazing so someone looks at themselves they think I've got the fit toned body a great career I've got awesome friends I have a wonderful home I have this giant king-size bed with plenty of room for two everything seems to be in place and yet you're struggling to meet someone incredible why is that and you might have felt like you've done everything dating apps swiping until your finger is about to fall off you've gone through a professional matchmaker, friends have set you up, nothing is working. And somehow the dates that you do have never go anywhere. Or maybe people are interested in you, but you are not interested in any of them. You're attracting low caliber people and you're like, where are all the good ones? So I have never done dating apps, although I know lots of people who have with success. I've never tried to date. What I do is I go inside of myself. I focus on what I need to up level in my life and people just show up. So after my last major breakup, I took a celibate period of two and a half years, and I knew that there were parts of my life I wanted to upgrade. And I didn't exactly commit to celibacy, and the idea, like if someone interesting came along, I was open to checking that out. But I felt like I just kind of retracted inside of myself because I, the last breakup that I had was really difficult, and I was very much in love with this person. And I felt like, you know, there were areas in myself that if I didn't clean up, I would just keep repeating the same patterns. And so I was, you know, I was like, this is it, you know, for me to then attract into my life that real partnership that I want to have, I need to get serious about whatever parts of me need cleaning up. So it was kind of like I had this invisible, unavailable sign on my forehead. Relationships weren't a priority for me. Instead, I put all of my energy into up-leveling my life. So I looked at all of the areas of my life and I thought, where do I feel less than proud? Is there any part of my life and myself I feel uncomfortable with? And because I've done so much personal work over the last 30 years, there honestly wasn't a lot of areas, but there was one where I felt like, okay, this is someplace I need to get cleaned up in a big way. So that's what I focused on. And I had a goal in mind of where I wanted to be, and I set my sights on that. 
And so I took this on as a creative project. And I talk about this in my sex and creativity podcast, that when you're tapping into your sexual energy and harnessing it, your creative projects begin to feel like lovers. You wake up excited to greet them and you can't wait to get back to them after you've been away. So I did that for two and a half years and I filled in the gaps in my life and I brought every area of my life to a place where I felt proud and I had complete freedom to go do be whatever wherever I wanted to be and I'm not saying that your life has to be perfect but we all know that we have places where we hide so this involves doing your own demon hunting and being ruthlessly honest with yourself about any unhealed wounds repeating patterns and places that you don't want to go How can you invite someone into the space of your life when there are places that you are uncomfortable going? It's like bringing someone to your house and saying, ah, well, actually, you can't go into that room or this room or that room over there. Just stay here in the living room. No, that doesn't work. You have to be prepared to share and open up all of it. And so that's the question. Do you feel like you can do that in your life right now? And if not, where and what are the rooms that you've locked up. This could be anything from body image, body confidence, like a lot of people feel uncomfortable even getting naked because they feel awkward with their own bodies. And so that can be one place to look. Old, unhealed sexual trauma is another massive place to look. Do you feel financially like you're in a place where you can meet someone? You know, obviously, if you meet a cabillionaire, maybe you can't meet that person. But, you know, in general, that you have financial freedom and that you're in a place that you feel comfortable with. Again, you don't have to be in a perfect place. And confidence is developed once you get in motion. So as soon as you commit and you get in motion, then you elevate yourself, and then you start to inhabit yourself in a different way, because you're not walking around with all of this unhealed baggage that sits in your aura. So we don't maybe have this idea that people can see these things when we're hiding them. Oh, we can see them. Everyone can see them, even if we only see them in the subconscious. So we're picking them up on these unseen, invisible levels, energetic levels. They're there, and they're occupying space. And so This is the thing is that you need to clean up all of these areas, open up these doors, clean them out, and then decorate these rooms the way that you like them and that are a reflection of your deepest truth. Because the more that you bring out the truest, most authentic parts of you and you're living them, you're wearing them, then you'll attract somebody on the same level. But if you have lots of unhealed baggage and stuff that you're carrying around, like I said, even if you think you've stuffed it into closets and under beds, you'll attract someone at the exact same place, someone who's got a lot of unhealed baggage. So the more that you up-level and you heal yourself and you excavate and demon hunt and clear away and then redecorate this beautiful space, you know, this metaphor of the house in yourself, you'll bring someone in, you'll attract someone at the same place. But it's up to you to initiate that process and get to work. So for me, back to me, after two and a half years of me being celibate, and okay, look, I had a couple of little makeout sessions, but I never had intercourse, and you know, they were brief dalliances. Um, I could feel that there was a shift, and I was ready, and it was like 
this sign that was on my forehead suddenly switched to available. And it wasn't even a conscious decision. It was just more of a knowing. I knew that I was ready. And within one week, I had three serious suitors come my way. And all of them were contenders. All of them were long-term relationship material. (laughs) And then I had to choose. Ha ha ha. So I've never used, like I said, dating apps or matchmaking services or anything like that. And it's not that I have anything against them. I know people who have found amazing soulmate type partners this way. It just never felt like the way for me. And I know that my state of mind and heart and genitals are what radiate out to the world and they either attract or repel for me. That's how it works for me. And to be honest, I've never even really dated in my entire life. I can think of one actual date that I've been on and you know the way that people talk about going on a bunch of dates to see whether someone is a good match for them I've just known I've known from the start whether somebody is going to be a long-term partner for me or you know semi-long-term or not I've never had to date people to figure that out So often what happens is that after being hurt by a string of painful breakups, many people become afraid to try again. They don't want to experience the pain all over again. They don't want to be rejected. So all of this work that you do in this cleaning up, this excavation, demon hunting is all about loving yourself and becoming the most confident, powerful version of yourself. And so I almost hate to say a phrase that sounds so empty as love yourself rather than the instructions I gave you earlier is like, take a look at all these different areas of your life and see what's unclean, unhealed, and needs mending and repair. And so, you know, it's not about trying to find someone. I don't think I've ever been in in a state of like really trying to find someone. It's about loving yourself and up-leveling everything in your life. And then you become a magnet and these people just come to you. So one of my favorite magnetizing stories is brought to you by my friend Selena. So Selena is in her mid-60s and she had been inspired in the few years past to really work on herself. Like for example, she'd always carried an extra 20 or 30 pounds around and she started going to the gym regularly and she lost those pounds. She became very svelte and then she changed her diet. She prioritized her self-care and growth. She was doing different kinds of healing modalities. And then she grew out of her marriage because her partner wasn't approaching life in the same way. And maybe, look, maybe she'd never even really been growing in the marriage. And now that she was growing as an individual, that became clear to her. And so she left. And this is huge. This is a massive thing for a 60-something person to leave a marriage that they've been in for 40 years is huge. Most people don't do it. They will just settle in and settle period for the sake of having a companion and for the sake of the familiar, not Selena. So Selena leaves her partner. Selena buys a motorcycle. She used to ride when she was younger and she loved it. So she took it up again, this wonderful 60 something Selena. So Selena is out there in the world, working out at the gym, riding her motorcycle, really living her her best life. And one day she's at the gym 
And she goes for a sauna after her workout. And there are a few guys in there. And so she joins them. And then more and more and more guys start to pile into the sauna. And shortly after, there are 12 guys to one Selena. So she takes this as a sign that men are coming her way. And at the store, grocery store, on the way home, she's parking her bike. And a guy approaches her and asks if she'd like to go riding with him one day. So remember, Selena is at an age where she's supposedly finished she's dried up, she's slim pickings. At least this is what all her friends kept telling her when she decided to leave her partner of many decades. So another (laughs) example then of all this attraction energy, Selena is at home alone one day and she lives out in the middle of nowhere. She's in beyond the suburbs in this country space on acres and acres of land and there's a knock at the door. So she answers it. And there's this lovely stranger there telling her that he's location scouting for Robert Redford and asks if he could take a look around her property. And Selena's like, sure, why not? I mean, you know, it's not every day that Robert Redford comes knocking or his proxy. So I tell you all of this, that in the age of dating apps and all of the complicated ways we try to find love, when you work on yourself and you fill yourself up with all of the things you love, love finds you. So Selena didn't even have to leave her house and Robert Redford shows up. Well, technically not the man himself, but you get the picture. But she was leaving her house. She was exploring the world and her own loves and passions and filling herself up with the joys of the things she loves and that bring her pleasure. So she's radiating this pure bliss, out to the universe and the universe reflects these things back to her. So she never made any specific efforts to meet someone or to date. All of these men just came to her, literally to her doorstep. So when you're following your bliss, like Joseph Campbell says, the universe opens doors where once there were walls and opportunities just magically fall into your lap because your lap, and we'll get to this in a moment, and your sexual energy are a lot of what draws them to you. So here's my formula. One, demon hunting. So like I said earlier, you clean out all of your metaphorical closets, you dump your drawers onto the floor, and you sort through the mess of all of your unresolved issues. So again, you will only attract somebody at the level you're currently at. So if you don't like who you've been attracting lately and you find yourself stuck in the same kinds of loops and behavior patterns when you get into relationships, then you've missed something. So get in there and feng shui your house and your bed and all the metaphors therein. Two would be to cultivate your sexual energy. So the major thing I also did when I was in my two and a half year celibate period is even though I wasn't having sex with other people, I was having lots of it with myself. And so this is when I came up with my formula, meditate, masturbate, create. So this is a really crucial part of the equation. Often after a bad relationship or a string of them, as I said earlier, people will shut down their hearts, but they also shut down their genitals. So we open the heart again by finding our own joy and bliss and following that. And then we open the genitals again by forging our own self-lover relationship 
but with ourselves and our genitals. So self-pleasure, self-exploration, this is the way to go. And I've often said you can still be very well fucked even when you're single because you're having this magnificent relationship with yourself, you're occupying your sexuality, and you're amping up your sexual energy. So you become this juicy, sensual, sensuous, well-fucked being, even though, as I said, you're not having sex with anyone but you. Some of my most well-fucked times in my life have been when I was single. And that's because I'm treating my sexual relationship with myself as a tangible relationship that needs daily love, attention, and growth. And so that's what I give it. If you're a woman, then this is where using the yoni egg is very, very powerful because the yoni egg becomes like a lover as well as just the act of being sexual with yourself becomes like a lover. So you do this, use the yoni egg at least three to four times a week and still self-pleasure in and outside of that time. If you are a man, then I would say that you as well use self-pleasure regularly, but it's really important that you follow my instructions about conscious self-pleasuring. So I have a video in, on YouTube called Self-Pleasuring 101 and also a solo sex date podcast that you can check out. And then I talk about the meditate, masturbate, create formula in those. But essentially the idea is that you meditate first, even for a few minutes. And one of my favorite ways to meditate is simply to chant the word hue. Hue. It's H-U, pronounced like the color hue or the name hue chant for a few minutes and then you self-pleasure using the breathing techniques that I talk about. It's really important that you treat your self-pleasuring as a conscious, deep, profound self-love exercise rather than just busting out a, you know, a jerk-off session, right? Like that's, there's two different ways of intending these experiences to be. And this is what I mean is like the one of them is about dumping out energy and really wasting energy. The other one is about cultivating energy, taking your sexual energy, recirculating out throughout your system so that you literally have this energy at your disposal to go out into the world and create with. And then that's exactly what you do. You consciously direct this energy into something. So for me, it's often writing where I will do this practice and then go write something. For you, it could be parenting, it could be gardening, it could be what other other forms of work that you have, it could be exercising, like just think that you're taking this energy and you're funneling it into whatever you do in your life. And so this is how you begin to then wear your sexual energy, right? So you know, and then you radiate out this beautiful, alive, life force, magnetic thing that people just are drawn to. This is the kind of thing I talk about in that solo sex date podcast where this woman, the Alex, the first day she did this formula, the, the day after, then two men, like one of them came literally running across the street to come and talk to her and pick her up. And then another one tried to pick her up a few minutes later. So this is something that you wear and you bring that then you're able to attract people. And then again, people who are, who are resonating at a more high vibration and potentially they're also connected into their sensual energy or else they wouldn't be finding it so attractive in you. So if you want to attract someone with switched on genitals and a healthy sexual expression, you need to switch yours on first and then they can act like antenna. You've got this gorgeous cock and pussy radar going on. They'll put out and take in signals, honing in on the right match for you. And this is why perhaps 
I've never needed to date is because my genital radar game has always been strong. I meet people and I just know I have that knowingness. And like I said, maybe that's because I inhabit more of my sexual energy and it's just more obvious to me. So there you have it. That's my formula for finding a high level match for yourself is you clean up your life, you play with your genitals in a conscious way, and then you can attract true and deep, powerful love. Sexual Our product of the week is the Heartbreak Healer Crystal Elixir, which is in the Anami Alchemia Crystal Elixir collection. So this remedy is made with dioptase, and this is a gorgeous, multifaceted, emerald green-colored crystal, and it's meant to be the ultimate crystal for healing a broken heart. And so even if you don't feel like you're in a place where your heart is broken, I've also programmed this remedy to be a cleansing, like a tabula rasa of making a clean slate out of your heart. So helping you to clear out any kind of debris, wounding walls that you've built up and release those and so that you're left with the the pure clean slate of your heart. And so there's been so much research lately about the power of the heart as a second brain. And so that we're making these decisions when we have a really clear and rejuvenated heart, we make better decisions in our lives because they're not being colored or filtered by past hurts or wounds, you know, or defense mechanisms. We have this pure, energized, rejuvenated, centered place, compass, this ultimate compass to make decisions from. So whether this is about your love life or your life in general, you can lead more from the heart. So this is the intention of this crystal remedy. And as I said, as well to actually go through and relieve yourself from any unresolved stuff that you might have still been carrying from relationships past. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week, and in the meantime, many happy orgasms.